Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes you are. Uh, each week we get together we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We cars, cars, cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony if people want to support this podcast what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> But also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm going to spend most of this episode very carefully watching my laptop screen because this morning, Paul and I recorded our After the Checkered Flag F1 series and halfway through, the microphones dropped out. Oh, not again. Yeah, and I didn't, not, not, don't say not again because that's not usually what happens. Usually what happens is my computer gets overloaded and it just stops recording. This is a new issue that's never happened before and I didn't realise until Paul had left. And I was like, oh. So I'm just sitting here like nervously kind of waiting for that issue to happen again. By the way, apologies to all of you that listened to After the Checkered Flag early this week and noticed that halfway through, the audio quality suddenly got a lot worse. Um, that's now why. Um, but yeah, I don't want it to happen again. So apologies if you're watching here on the Behind the Glass YouTube channel and you think I look distracted or you think that I'm looking down at my screen more than I'm looking at Tony. I am, because I just don't want to suffer any technical issues. Anyway, fingers crossed. We We're get all right it. for now. I hope so. Is the camera recording? Yes, I think it is. I don't know. I'm a mess. What's <laughs> wrong with you today? Full of anxiety. Because I hate it. I hate it when things like this go wrong. And it's just, oh, anyway. So we're going to move on. You get anxiety, don't you? I do get anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I suffer from anxiety quite badly. Yeah. Not like, you know, I think it's become a bit in vogue these days. It's like, oh, God, I've got anxiety. But it is a real problem. And people mm. do really suffer from it. I don't suffer from it in a crippling way. But I am easily made anxious. Has it, uh, it got better as you've become more experienced? Uh, well, no, my anxiety is about different things now. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, but as I say, anxiety is a, is a, it's too broad a term. I say I just become anxious about certain things. I'm an overthinker. Right, cut it out. So there's no reason why this should go wrong, but I'm sitting here going, but it could. So I just need to let it go. But what will be will be, boy. There we go. That's, That's what right. it is. Yeah. Um, anyway, I want to kick things off today by firstly thanking all of you for your fantastic feedback on last week's in-depth episode with Max Chilton. Yeah. It was different. Great. Well, we love doing it. We want to do more of these in-depth episodes with loads of different guests. And so it was Ace that Max agreed to come on. He was a fascinating guy, actually. Nice lad, isn't he? Super yeah. nice guy. Gave us some great insight into the world of Formula One and his world of cars. Yeah. Now classics, which you hated. But anyway, <laughs> we, we move on. Well, I did uh, appreciate that thing he pulled up in, but... but 
I mean, I, I wouldn't want it, but but I mean, you understood it. I as understood a thing. it, and I do understand old cars. Don't forget. I'm an 80s baby, so I, I do understand I've owned a few of them. <laughs> not, not a 911 RS, but, you know, but it is one good reason because I remember how bad they were in the 80s and the 90s, so that's why I dislike them. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Don't want to go shirt. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paid the bill. There we go. Um, <laughs> but no, but, but but the feedback on that episode was fantastic. It was great to see and encourage us to go ahead and, and do more. So stay tuned because, yeah, in the months ahead, hopefully we're going to have loads of other guests, not just from the sort of car world, but people who are obviously into cars. Oh, we might have some juicy ones, mightn't I we? I hope so. We've got a few that we're trying to line up. So the stay Line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, did you notice the car parked outside the unit as you arrived today? Well, I did, yeah. Mm. You and want I, to tell the ladies and gentlemen what it was? Well, yeah, it was a new shape RS3. Which has very kindly been lent to me by yeah. the Audi UK press office. Lovely colour. I disagree. <laughs> so I said this in the video that I started filming at the weekend. I love the Audi UK press office. One of the best, actually. Just Are on they? The, yeah, on a personal individual level, they're great human beings. But they're also super supportive. They're one of those press offices that basically never want to say no. So they're great, and I love them for that. Who's the worst? Oh, you can't really say, can you? <laughs> well, you can if you're not going to use them anymore. Yeah, maybe I won't say just yet. There's a few that I've fallen out with because I've said horrible things about their cars and they haven't been too happy about that. A, a Porsche and Audi, your favourite? Not f- a favourite's the wrong word, but but probably the two bear. Uh, who am I going to piss off here? They're probably the two best in the sense of I can lob them any idea to and deal they with. Pretty much say yes. Like I can be like, I want to do this, and they're like, let's try and make it work. Ferrari could be quite difficult. Ferrari are pretty good, but it's just it's just longer process. Okay. Again, they want to assist, but it's all a bit like, well, the car's not available for another six months, and oh, mileage restrictions, and oh, we don't want this and we don't want that. But but genuinely, they're pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, Porsche and Audi are two of my my favourites to deal with for sure. It's the German. The Germans are fantastic. They love the fact I can speak an an little Deutsch. You speak a little bit of German. In in ambition, ambition, that means a little. I mean, you could say what you like to me. I don't <laughs> no, know what you're talking yeah. about, no. Um, anyway, sorry, we got distracted there for a second. Uh, what I was going to say is that as great as the UK press office are for Audi, I, I don't like the way they've spec that car. I like the colour. Can, can I you, you can reveal the, well, what you said to me basically when you were The elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant in the room. The ceramic brakes. Yes. What a complete waste of money that is. The Audi hot hatch that turned up last week for me to review is equipped with ceramic Breaks. Yeah. Now, I wanted, I should have not revealed the price of that car to you before recording right now and let you guess. No, I, I already knew, mate. Well, you already know because it's long what, time ago. what you do. Yeah. <laughs> a, if I didn't, I wouldn't be very good. But I've been asking everyone on site today, even all the construction workers here who are working on the stuff outside the unit, I was like, guess the price, guess the price. I've had like 25, 40, 35. The car that I'm driving at the minute, 68 and a half thousand pounds and there are some options it hasn't got as well by the way it hasn't got everything it hasn't got a pan roof i didn't even realize yeah yeah yeah. it's a vorsprung car so i thought it'd be fairly well equipped well, it doesn't look like it's got a pan. it doesn't have a pan roof it's got no roof right can you get one on a yes. rs3 vorsprung yeah. yes so oh, it's wow. an option oh wow so it could be 70k car easy well anyway there's a video coming on that uh this weekend so i'm not gonna say too much more but all I will say is that that price is ludicrous. <laughs> and it's a shame because I've always, I've always loved a hot hatch. I've had a couple of a baths, but obviously in my earlier years, as revealed a few weeks ago, I've had hatchbacks. And I, I would love the idea of an RS3, 
But the minute it costs that much money, for me, it's just ridiculous. Well, there's only really one other car. It is a hot hatch, but there is only one other car it competes with, and that's the A45S. Which is how much in top-ish spec? So a top-spec plus-plus car with everything on them. You can't get them at the minute, obviously. They're late 50s. They might be 60 grand now because the prices have gone up for new cars. But... That makes, I mean, I said it's still a lot of money. It's still a ton of money. So in my mind, if the car, because the RS3 starts at just over 55 grand. Yeah. So if that car turned up and someone had said to me it was 55 grand, I'd be like, okay, you know, the prices are going up of things. Yeah. I kind of get it. I don't want it to be that much, but I kind of get it. And an A45S plus, 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 plus at late 50s, I'm like, I think it looks better, the A45. And I actually think, personally, it's a, it's a, it's a better achievement in terms of what it's in terms of power in terms of what it's got out of that little two litre mm. engine because it's very similar power in fact it's the same power I think they're both 420 horsepower that's 400 this one so th- this is no more powerful than the previous generation it's got more torque more torque and, and the power is more accessible in the rev range correct yeah, yeah. so so the A45 has got more power then because they're mm. 420 maybe the torque's not quite as good because it's a four cylinder not five cylinder but there won't be a lot in it but I I just think and again I won't talk about it too much because you've got a video yeah. going out on it. But I, I just think the layout of the Mercedes, although I don't really, not really that keen on the infotainment system and the Merc, but I just think the Merc's a nicer place to sit, if you see what I mean. Mm. It's a nicer place to be with the two screens and the nice ambient lighting and just, and even the exterior. I just think it looks more beefy than the RS3. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to disagree with you. I. I lean more towards Audi now that I am back to being an Audi owner and previous years of having Audis too. So I, le- I lean more towards Audi than Merc. I like, it sounds weird, but I like the subtlety of the RS3. It's not a subtle car, but it's more subtle than an A45 yeah. by a mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and so it's slightly, elegant's the wrong word, but so- a little bit more sophisticated. That's what I kind of err on. But anyway, if you want to hear more of my thoughts and find out why I think it's quite a confused car and maybe it's not actually a hot hatch, and maybe the RS3 is actually not... Here's the, here's the line. Maybe you shouldn't consider the RS3 as a hot hatch anymore at all. No. More on that on Sunday. Uh, anyway, let's move on because there's been quite a lot of car news. We obviously, last week, you know, chatting to Max, we kind of missed a few big announcements, a big reveal. So we're going to get through some of them today. Kickstarting with the car which you proclaimed, and I think just to wind me up, is your favourite new car of the year or maybe the last 18 months, the Lotus, am I going to say this right? Electra? Electra. Electra, surely. Oh, the SUV thing. Yeah, the ele- no, it's a great car. Don't forget the name. No, <laughs> you no, no. Were, yes, you were going uh, mad about Electra. it last week. Yeah, Electra, yeah. 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 I think, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, that name, but I guess it's electric. Just yeah. With the tr- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is Lotus's first SUV. It's their second all-electric vehicle after the Avaya of yeah. this new era. Um, 592-odd horsepower. It's basically the exact same dimensions as the Urus. It actually looks fairly similar. Uh, supposedly, they're going to aim for it to be under 100 grand here in the UK and a range of around 340, 350 miles. Yeah. Still development to be done. And the premise that they've gone with is, is aero, right? That's yeah. the whole focus for them has been around aero and that's going to help reduce drag, which will increase their range, the performance and things like that. The cabin is quite unique and different. It's a lot of the Geely influence. So Geely, who now own Lotus, is a lot of their sort of tech that's come over from- <coughs> Which is Volvo. Lincoln Co and Volvo. Yeah. And they have a lot more specialist electric only brands 
in China and other parts of the world that I think have funneled into that Electra. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like it as necessarily... Well, why don't I like it? I don't know. Tell me your thoughts, because you, I, we were texting and you were like, this is great. No, I just think that obviously Lotus c- c- couldn't and won't continue in the way that they've historically done. What I mean is not building a lot of cars and not making any money and building cars for the Pacific person. Specific. Specific. We'll get there one Thank day. Thank you. Yeah. We won't. <laughs> my English I will do this one day (laughs) I love you Tony but that's the one that I just can't let you get away with there's a few in there there's a few that's one that I just anyway specific Pacific's an ocean but anyway carry on there is an ocean yeah yeah. I get corrected every week (laughs) it's so good so yeah they build a car for that kind of person sure now they're owned by a, a, a bigger entity and unfortunately the accountants have looked at it and think we need to make some money what can we do I know we're going to build an SUV we can't build a petrol one because regulations have told us that we can't as in or we can build a petrol one we're not going to build it for long so let's build a revolutionary electric one which is what they've done now it kind of contradicts itself a little bit with the aero thing because it's an SUV like how much aero do you need on an SUV but Everything else about it is pretty cool, you know? So they're going to make that that little, um, is it Amira? Amira. That everyone's, that all the Lotus people are going to buy. Yeah, and, and, and then might even convert a few non-Lotus people. Maybe, yeah. Hope so. The, the Alpine A110 was supposed to do that, and we all know what happened with that car. I think it's as good as the Amira, but anyway, let's move okay, on. Okay, yeah. And then, and then you're going to have the mass-produced SUV, that's going to hopefully bring some customers from the German and Swedish market. So that will hold the brand up and then they can still make their little car and Lotus is saved. Because if they carry on the way they are, Lotus, they're gone. Yeah, it's as simple yeah. as that. They'll be like TVR. Because they just don't make any money. Um, so with that in mind, and from what I've read and stuff, I think it's... I mean, the price point... I think they've actually got right. Agreed, agreed. Because, again, some of these manufacturers can go stupid. Uh, Ferrari with their incoming SUV, uh, they managed to only just pluck to figure out the sky. So, with with that in mind, I think they've priced it properly. They've priced it similar to the BMW iX. I suppose so. That's and a good it's point. Similar actually, rival. Yeah. It's sure. a similar mm-hmm, mm-hmm, range and mm-hmm. stuff. I think the Lotus looks miles better. I think it looks good inside as well. The one reservation that I will have, and I hope that they bring that from Volvo, is the build quality. Sure. But the Germans' build quality is still a step up from the Volvo, even as well. I'm just so, going to cut you off. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to. <laughs> because I think... Don't forget as well, Geely are bigger than Volvo. So, so Volvo is a very good point and a very good reference. But what brings confidence to me is that whole group and everything they're doing beyond Volvo and, yeah. and the, some of their other learnings that, you know, even on my initial inspections of Amira, and I, I'm a bigger Via fan, I think I've made that very clear on the main channel a lot. I'm very excited by that new direction for Lotus. So I'm, I'm hopeful. That's why I wanted to jump in because... I don't want to just use Volvo as like, well, you know, because I'm I'm hoping that Lotus will bring in all these different elements, not just from the sort of Volvo learnings, to to be able to rival the, the Germans. They will, and but but they haven't bought 
Volvo, they've bought Volvo for a reason as well, for their know-how, because they've been in the market forever. So there will be, and as well with other cars that they build in the future, you'll probably see that you'll get a, a little one of them Electras, and that'll be based on an XC40, and they'll change it. But from the face of it, mate, I think it looks good. Um, the range is potentially good. Um, the the uh, interior layout and the way it looks... The quality of finish from what I can see looks pretty good. When I get to see it, I might change my mind. But, you know, I think this is a new chapter for Lotus. And I'm not a Lotus fan, you know. Well, and so, so far, they've done their job because you, you're, doing talk, their job. you're talking about the yeah. brand and one of their products positively, which you haven't really done before on this yeah. podcast, where I, unfortunately, probably the old school Lotus fan who are like, oh, I don't like change. What's this? That this doesn't is look the lightweight. Which is, of course, yeah. so, and we touched upon this briefly um, the other week, just chatting between ourselves. You know, brand power, brand value, the fact that realistically, as we move forward and cars become more and more generic or more and more similar, it's going to rely on badge. You know, a badge has always been important. Mm. You know, Huracan versus R8 being a prime example. You know, Badge value is is inherently what is going to sell products moving forward. And Lotus are now in that moment of change, aren't they? You're right. Previously, they've always spoken to a specific buyer, the driver. They're for the drivers. You know, their cars have been... Played for, to a certain audience. Exactly. Yeah. Where now they're having to open that up. And they want to open that up. And that should be exciting because Lotus as a brand should be one that we all celebrate. It's a great British brand with incredible heritage and history. And I'm so excited by Amira. As I say, I really love the idea of a fire and think it's very cool. It's a bit too much for me to swallow a big old Euro-sized SUV electric. The electric park, I think for me... Um, some kind of crossovery, uh, Panamera, you know, something a bit more saloon esque might have settled with me a bit more. But we all know that's not what sells. SUV sells. That's what yeah. dominates the world market. Yeah. So they've done everything they should have done. And you're right. On paper, it's like this is all very encouraging. I think just personally, I'm struggling to get my head around. Okay, this is a brand that I've known very well for doing this. It's now going to be doing this. Where does that fit in my mentality? Well, I mean, to, to, to kind of sum it up to the layman, they used to make kit cars and now they're going to make proper cars because <laughs> they've now got some money. So harsh. But, well, I, right, but I, I, mean, I would say an Evora was a proper car. I'd say an Exige was a proper car. I'd say an Elise is a proper car. Kit I'd cars, say an Alain's a proper car. Like, they're all proper cars. cars. Kit cars. But kit cars from who? From themselves. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but just all f- like not very well made. Not, not like a... And it all depends on the person. I like... I like a car to be perfect and and be be properly engineered. And I'm not saying mechanically it's not properly engineered, but then they were never put together properly, Lotuses, you know. They were hand-built, and it's a big problem I have with Aston Martin as well, for that reason, or Aston, by the way. Um, Aston Martin. No, no, because people get me say it's not Aston. Aston Martin. Aston Martin. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's why I Fair like enough. Porsche. It's why I like modern cars in general because they're I know this sounds a bit cliche but they're built by machines and machines get them right so no I think I think Lotus and Lotus owners would be would be the first to put their hands up and say that you know not all Lotuses have been fantastic in the past and yes this new money this new infrastructure this new plan should hopefully improve all of that Uh, and yeah so electric I think it's more me saying I don't like it is harsh it's more me getting used to the idea of Lotus making an electric SUV. I think yeah. that, that's all it is. So uh, let's wait and see. Lots of hopeful signs that, you know, at least it's pushing Lotus in the right direction. So maybe we'll see that 
next year at the returning... Going to catch you off guard now. No, you're not. I know exactly what you're going to say. Geneva Motor Show. Yeah. It's back! Uh, it's definitely going to come Apparently, back. Apparently, 2023, we'd written it off. We didn't know if it would ever come back again. Cancelled due to COVID and then money and all these different reasons. But supposedly, out of nowhere, the dark horse returns to the race. Geneva Motor Show. Well, you know what this means? Go on. means we've been wrong for the first time. No, no, not the first time. No. I think we are, we've been proven to be wrong. No. Usually we don't catch ourselves out. No, we're wrong regularly, Tony. You're, you're wrong. Mate. No, you oh. are also very wrong a lot of the time. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when no. you were... You, I can't remember you said something stupid about... I've heard those cars have problems. And it's what? just because one of your mates told you and there was actually no truth to it at all. Well, that's a lie. No, no. There was some truth to it because it it's what you said. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make huge sense because that's what he'd experienced. What if he was lying? No, it's what he'd experienced. It's what he'd seen. It's what you'd heard from one person. You hadn't fact-checked it. I did fact-check We have been wrong multiple times. No, we you've have. been wrong multiple times. No, no, times. we have. I'm not wrong. Okay, let's agree. Ever. Let's agree to disagree. I think the fact you just said that summarises <laughs> why you're often wrong. Um, but anyway, so your motor show returns. I'm not excited by that because it's always, for me, been a bit of a... Like, if you... I think if you work in the industry, correct me if I'm wrong, there's plenty of people here who work at dealerships or within this industry that would attend Geneva Motor Show. It's, for me, the most three most exhausting days of my life. And I, I actually don't... I would never go again. Yeah, I don't find the benefit. Because it's, it's, a, it's a proper, it's a, it's a work event. And I know lots of you who attend the public days say, well, it's the only chance you get to see a lot of these cars in the flesh. That for us, you know, we, we get the opportunity to go out and be around these cars, drive these cars, see these cars. So we're spoiled. But I get that. But as, a, as someone who works on the working days, it's exhausting. It's a huge amount of ground to cover. It's, it's just an exhausting event. But what do you mean You're not, you don't get to see the cars in the flesh? I mean, just go to your local dealer six months later, they'll be in the showroom. No, some of the special stuff, mate. You know, when they launched Chiron, whatever it was, six years ago, and they have the Pagani stand or the roof stand, some limited edition cars, some cars that aren't going to be coming to this market. Even Ferraris, mate. You say go to your local dealership. There are people in, in this country who don't have a local Ferrari dealership or don't feel welcome or can't go and see stuff. All right, well then go 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 to your local, go to LA or go to the well, UK go, oh, or yeah, go fly, to Dubai. There, there you go, everywhere. guys, that's it. Just just fly to LA. If you fancy seeing a new SF90, just fly to LA and go see well, one. Well, well, you don't need to because just go to Knightsbridge and there's millions of them if you live in the UK. Mate, so not, that's what a stupid thing to say. I, you're, quite, you're saying I'm stupid. You sound well, ridiculous. No, why do I sound ridiculous? If you you live, will see one. You'll no, see one. But what if you can't come tonight? What if you don't have the money to afford it? What if you don't have the time to do it? What if you just... You can't say to somebody, right, if you want to see a car, get on a train for 100 quid, come down to London and have a pick. Yeah. Actually, I'm just... I've now realised that I'm telling somebody instead and to And it's not even 100 fly, quid. I'm seeing somebody fly to Geneva instead to go see it. But no, my point being... No, no, no. You lost my, the plot. No, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You can you, fly no, somewhere No, because sometimes quid. you do this where, unfortunately, Tony, you're now so successful and so rich no, that no, you've no, lost no. touch with the common man. No. Uh, 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 it's, it's true. It's true. And you forget. Lost touch with the common yeah. man. Bro, that was driven to school in a roller. Are you joking? All my friends it, are still riffraff. It was a Range Rover. Um, <laughs> the point it was an S cars the other week. We literally can spend our time in and around all of these cars. Lots of other people don't get the chance to see them all. Firstly, in one place, under one roof. And you're wrong. Okay, fine. Yes, Knightsbridge. Of course, you see the best cars in the world. There's a Chiron, uh, what's it called? Super Sport cruising around at the moment. I mean, the cars are outrageous. But, but... And lots of parts of the world and in this country, it's very hard to see those cars and people don't always get the chance. So going to the Geneva Motor Shows gives them a chance to see some of the world world's craziest, biggest, newest cars. But if they live in the UK, right? If they live in the UK, 
it's far cheaper to get to London and see these cars than it is to get to Geneva. Yeah, no, uh, fine, but... Yes, you'll see them, but it's, it is hit and miss. You, you can not. come. To, yes, you can come down on a Sunday. There's no guarantee that you're going to see the brand new Bugatti, the brand new Pagani, the brand new Bentley, the brand new Audi, the brand new BMW, the brand new Mercedes, the brand new. I mean, everything is well, Geneva under one it, roof. Do it, do it. Oh, you ain't got to all see it in, in one day. But that's have the whole you? point of going to the motor show as a member. Rome of public. wasn't built in a day. <laughs> no, but as a member of public, you can go to Geneva and see them all in one day. We can't just sit what here if you and can't say to go to we, Geneva. Fair. Totally fair. But which but is what you're basing your no, argument on. I, no, no, no. I'm defending the people that go on the public days and slag us off for saying, oh, it's exhausting, it's too much, it's a, it's a crap event, blah, blah. Because they're saying to us, yeah, but you're spoiled because you see these cars, you're around these cars, you work in this it's space. It's your job. It's my job, of course. So those that go on the public days and enjoy it, we're, we're jaded. We're a bit jaded. It's, it's the same as if, like, you're... I'm trying to think of an example now. Think of a job that you work in and you don't enjoy the day-to-day hustle, but for me, it might be exciting. Do you know? You know what I mean? All right, so you're, you're in a band. You're a singer in a band. Yeah, you're a singer in a band and 75 gigs in when you're playing the song that you've played 4,000... You have know, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. You really think he likes playing Start Me Up for the freaking That's why 8 billionth time. Now. Yeah, the audience go crazy and he's yeah. like, Start Me Up. <laughs> like uh, he must just be going kill me now well we do this podcast every week and we still enjoy it <laughs> do we <laughs> <laughs> well I do everyone anyway Mona Show's back buy your tickets now <laughs> not not an ad um, one other car we might be seeing there is have you seen somebody has modified this is my dream oh no a Rolls Royce Cullinan into the ulf- ultimate off-road adventure mobile where is that car Dubai I mean it's a I think that's a render <laughs> I don't think that's real but, I mean, this is the coolest thing ever. You know I love a rally spec off-roading kind of adventure mobile. On a Cullinan, I mean, so that kit costs 150 grand on top of the price oh, of a Cullinan. And name me, I mean, actually, I, I can think of about three people. All of them live in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. That would do this and use that and go places in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would do it if I was really rich, just as like a... Ah! I wouldn't. But and it, that, see what I mean? This is when you say you're not in touch with your... Common people. Common people. I mean, I, I, think, I just I, think, I, I just you, would not do that. No you, chance. I think even me using the word common is probably incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that probably shines more for... Should be like the average bloke, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was bad on me. I Very bad. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I would say that I am miles more in touch with the average person than you are, for I sure. I disagree, mate. How much is a pint of milk? Um, depends where you get it from, but anywhere between 40 and 60p. Cool. Yeah. Is that right, guys? No, it will be right. <laughs> I don't know. It will, because I live on my own, so I do all my shopping, so I yeah, know what's what. Yeah, I don't you look. Do, do you do your shopping? Yeah, you don't look. Yeah, oh, just in right, Waitrose, right. they change their price every other day. Yeah, who cares, mate? Just, you know, send the butler and... So, go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to keep rattling through cars that we may see at next year's Geneva Motor Show, which we might not. Here we go. There's proof. A car. When are you going to see that on Sloan Street? I wouldn't want to see that. A tent <laughs> oh. on top of a, of a Cullen. Yeah, and bull bars. Well, I can do that for tires. not less than 150 grand, by the way. So that is basically Rolls Royce thinking. It's not Rolls Royce. It's a it's a tuner. Okay, so, a, so that's a tuner jumping on the bandwagon and thinking, right, we've got this 350 grand Cullen. How can we make 50 or 60 grand on top of it? I know. We'll put some wheels on it. We'll jack it up and we'll put a tent on the top. I don't think it's even that clever. I think they've literally put a tent on the top, put some different wheels on it and a bull bar and they're charging 150,000 euros. Yeah. Oh no, here you go. 80 mil raised ground clearance via big wheels. So it's just via the big wheels that they've raised the thing. 
improved lift from the suspension, the undercarriage and exhaust get some protection, and the, there's a snorkel. Good. I mean, I, I so try, it's made for the, the world desert. You, here we come. You've got a snorkel, but there's not any water in the desert. It's not made for the desert, mate. It's made for. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Any terrain. Right. It's about adventure. Right. Living your best life. What's wrong with a Land Rover? Absolutely nothing. Um, so, yes, moving on to another car. As I say, we might see at Geneva. The Toyota Corolla, where is it? The GR Corolla that launched. Oh, is that the... coming to the UK, that no, car? No. Right. Unfortunately, that, isn't it? So, I think the not Japanese really. brand. Not really. Not really. Why not? What, what just another hot hatch to, to fit in somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, no, I don't agree. Like, like, I'm keen. Uh, J- Japanese brands are doing this a lot. It's like the, uh, there's been a few cars that be ca- coming out recently launched by Japanese brands, which aren't coming to the UK. So clearly we're not a very strong market for them, but it's GR Yaris. It's a bit bigger and a bit more powerful. Mm. You love the GR Yaris. Well, I, I, I do like the GR Yaris. Yeah. But, but if that G- if a GR Yaris is 35 grand, what's that going to be? 45 grand? Yeah. Something like that. But right, it's not so one of them or so. a Golf R. I mean, are, are you well? <laughs> I am, thank you. Um, or, or an S3, or, or, or take yeah, your pick, is, or an A35, or an M135. I mean, the list but, goes on, mate. Okay, so Julia Quadrifoglio or M3? New M3, new M3. Well, that's annoying of you to say, but I mean, like, the point being old, is... That, old one, Quadrifoglio. Okay, well, there you go. Sometimes it's nice to choose something different, mate. Yeah. So... You're saying, oh, well, why not just go and get an S3? But because you've you got want something a, different. S3 is a bit too standard, a bit too obvious. But you've got to be mentally unstable to spend 45 grand on a Corolla. I don't care what it's got on it or in it. Or about the Yaris? But the Yaris is 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 a bit different. It's a, it's a proper homologation car with two diffs and it's a bit special. I mean, originally, I absolutely crucified that car until I, until I actually realised what stuff it had on it. Because I thought... Because you didn't listen. Because I didn't listen. Yep. That's the only thing I've ever got wrong, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, 
300 horsepower Golf R rival. Yeah. You, no, no, thank you. So Toyota or Volkswagen? Are you talking about brand? No, but what do you mean? Value? But, but Toyota is insanely strong. They're, they're a well, huge player in the not world. Not in this market. country because it ain't they're coming re- here. Yeah, fair. <laughs> incredibly reliable. Like the performance we're seeing from the GR brand, the Gazoo Racing brand, which they're rolling out as their R or RS or yeah. AMG. Like that's the whole point of this. It's a souped-up version. Why not? Can this be considered? If you're giving Hyundai their break with their N, you know, I thirty N, not twenty N. No, no, fine. But if you're saying that they're good and allowed to do that this is another player within that space yeah it's 45 grand because that's what what's a golf r we've been talking about these prices loads yeah a fully spec golf r will be 45 grand but i know what i'd rather be in and so would the general uk market because that's why i, I would i wouldn't i'd pick this over a, a golf but you're r. peculiar mate yeah but you there spend- are peculiar people out there yeah but there's only two you and Paul Wallace. And Paul Wallace would have to think about it for eight months. He would. He would never make a decision because he doesn't buy cars particularly quickly. Well, he won't buy that because it's a manual, by the way. He's Toyota like have yet to confirm performance figures, but expect 0-62 time nudging five seconds. Wow. Golf the top-rung circuit off. edition is equipped with a pair of torsion differentials for improved grip, just Brilliant. like the GI Yaris. Brilliant. Power sent to both axles through six-speed manual gearbox, as in the GI Yaris, with an intelligent manual transmission function. It's basically the GR Yaris that's bigger, mate. Yeah. So it has got clever kit on it. Yeah. What's wrong with the GR Yaris then at 10 grand cheaper? Because it's bigger and more powerful. What's, but, what's but, wrong with a, an S1 instead of an S3? But big, bigger and more powerful, by the time you do power to weight, I bet there ain't a lot of difference in it. You're annoying me today. No. Uh, <laughs> There's only 30 horsepower difference, 35 horsepower difference. And 40, I bet- 40, I think. Right, and then the weight difference on the Corolla compared to the Yaris yeah, would be significant. But what you're doing is you're boohooing any car. Like, I, no. I, I understand. I understand your point. I, I understand your point. And you're right. Most people don't want these Japanese or Italian equivalents. That's why we've seen non-German brands struggle to compete with BMW, Mercedes, and Audi. Those powerhouses, Volkswagen, but, and Volkswagen. Some people do want uh, a, a something different. And secondly, you can't sit there and constantly say, you know, why would you have uh, that instead of that? So take, for example, like uh, an S8 versus an S6. You know, every car has its own space within a brand's lineup and therefore it can have a spicier version. But no one buys an S8 or an S6. They buy the, an RS6 okay, or fine. an RSQ8. Well, but, but, so help me with an example. You can't just say... Don't get the Corolla because you can get the Yaris. Why should I it's help sm- you with an example? It's your argument. <laughs> because you've got to realise. I realise. No, you don't. Hold on. I'm going to... Give me a moment. <laughs> I'm going uh, well, to think of a very good example right now. You, while you're thinking, right? Because a GR Yaris, right? Just to give you... An Why equivalent. an M340i instead of an M540i? Why an M340i instead of a... Because an M340i as an all-round package is better. Than a, who buys an M? For, you might as well just buy the five thirty petrol. Why don't you buy the three thirty petrol? Because people, why did you buy the X three M three forty I instead of a two liter one? Because you, you want different. Some, no, like no, mate, you're <laughs> deluded. So a, a GR Yaris mm-hmm. is completely different to any mini hot hatch. It's com- and and originally when it came out, I poodooed it because I thought, why is this car? 10 or 15 grand more than a Fiesta ST, which is the benchmark for a little hot hatch until the Yaris come out, right? The Yaris is completely... You haven't got me. The Yaris is completely different, right? Mm -hmm. It's there on its own. 
you bring that Corolla into the market and it's just a, another, well, it's got two diffs, but it's just another five-door manual hot hatch that sits in the market with the German cars at the same money and it's not as good, which is why they won't bring it into this country. Okay, I, I definitely am not arguing with you about picking a Corolla versus a German car. So what are you what arguing I, for? Is you said, don't get the Corolla, just get the Yaris. And so why would you... So it's Focus ST versus Fiesta ST. No, it's not. Yeah, no, no, no. Just for a second. You're claiming the Yaris is more special than the Corolla. You're claiming that the Yaris is more unique, blah, blah, blah. So therefore save the money and get the more unique car. I didn't claim it's more. Mu- I'm just saying, what's the point? And, and that but what's was- the point in getting a Focus over a Fiesta? Because more room. Boom. No. Corolla's what? got more room. Well, yeah, it has got more room, but there's lots of other cars in the market no, no, no. you can buy. But that's not no. the point. Wait, stop, that's, stop, no, stop, that's, stop, that's stop. the point. Stop. I don't no, really no, know no. what you're trying to no, say to because me. because my point, you said, instead of getting the Corolla, yep. just save your money and get the Yaris. Okay, that was what you said. What I actually so, said no, was no, 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 no. buy the Golf or the S3. N- which I agree, fine. Right. I, I don't agree, but so I, why, I understand. I don't really understand no, no, what no, you've Because you did say... Instead of the Corolla, save the money and get the Yaris. You right, said that. I can rewind it on here in a second. Okay, so it's 10 grand cheaper. So just don't listen to him, listen no. to me. So why get a Focus? Just save the money and get a Fiesta. You hit the nail on the head, but the Focus has got more room. So does the Corolla. Right. So if you want slightly more room, get the Corolla. Right, so They're you're paying each- 12,000 quid more for a bit more room. Whereas the difference between the Fiesta and the, and the Focus... We, you've made that price up, by the way. It's completely unconfirmed. So you have no idea what the Corolla is going to cost. What do you mean? You don't know how much the Corolla is going to cost. You what, keep so saying you think it's going to be thirty-five more. grand? Do you? Corolla but, price. We don't know because it's not coming here. Right. But but so do you think? But if it can Corolla GR Sport is twenty-seven, so forty-five thousand dollars. So that's less. That's thirty-eight grand or something like that. Right. Plus plus some, and that will be. There'll be some options. No, there'll be some options. So all right, won't be forty-five. Be forty-two. <laughs> so that's ten thousand quid more. What's the spec up Yaris? 33. No, it's not with the circuit pack. Yeah, 33 and a half, maybe. Hold on. Mate, I know. I sort of do this for a living. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, we're going to leave this here, but I just, my, my point to you, which I think you're still not going in, I, I agree with the segment, but my disagreement is that. A, a manufacturer that makes an A1, an A3, an A5, an A6, a Yaris, a Corolla, I don't know what goes above that because I don't know my Toyotas. They all have the same. We could, just, we could sit here for days and argue, well, just make one car, make one hot hatch, make one saloon, make one estate, make one SUV. Let and stop come make- from another angle there, just to narrow it down for you, because for a privately educated man, you're clearly not all there. Come on. A GR Corolla yep. is for a Pacific person. A Golf R and S3 reaches everyone. So that that would be the fundamental difference between the two. If you're well, why is there a Golf and a Polo? Why not just save the money and get the Polo? Because if they're for space. And okay, because you want to be that's more grown the end up. Of the conversation. But why do you spend ten thousand for, for quid, space, mate? For space. For space. Ten thousand quid for space. for space. Yeah. For space. That's, Mind the, that's you. literally the point I'm making. Uh, okay. I do a little bit agree here because you spent 30,000 quid more for a daily car than you needed to just for a boat. 
Yeah, thank you. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're agreeing with So me. there are so some right. peculiar people out there. No, 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 I don't no. agree with it because I wouldn't do it. But there are some peculiar people out there. So you, are, you would there. save money. You would give up on space and practicality to save a bit of money. Is no, 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 no. There's other cars in the segment. <laughs> I, I, I just wouldn't buy one of them Corollas and buy Golf or an S3 or anything else it's but one the of them It's not things. the point. It's Corolla versus Yaris. It's the no, only, it's not. It's the only conversation we're having because the point you made no, is save the money and get the Yaris. That's yes. the, do you want me to rewind this and, and play it back no. to you? But if that's you, the point you made, I'm not talking about out of them don't, too. Don't, yes, just Corolla versus Yaris. I said, forget any other car exists. I'll have the Yaris. <laughs> Because you don't want to spend the money on the space. Even if you needed the space. I don't space. need the space. You needed the five doors. And you, no, let's say you did. You needed five doors and you needed the additional space. I'm not buying the Arison. I'll buy a Golf R or an S3. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you keep forgetting the... It's pure. There's no other cars exist. We are in a world where you can only have the Yaris or the Corolla. No other cars exist. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm not having... If they're the only two... We're moving on. ...in the world. We're moving on. So... We'll get a bus. Did you see, did you see Harry's garage, Harry Metcalf, absolute legend, I had like a pretty Harry, amazing yeah. opportunity recently to spend a few days or a week with a Bugatti Chiron Pure Sport. I saw a tweet on Twitter, but I, I didn't, I haven't watched it, no. So this car was very kind of lent to him by a guy who's, who's been in and around, he's a sort of a famous, I guess you could call him, collector in and around London. A lot of the car spotters have known him from a while because his cars are very iconic. He's joined Instagram in the last, I don't know, what year maybe? I think it's Frank H Racing. Frank H Racing, maybe. Um, an incredible car collection. Unbelievable car connection. Clear petrol head. Uses his cars a hell of a lot. Like properly dailies, things like Chiron's. And he's a big fan of Harry, as we all are. Uh, and so lent him this pure sport to basically just go and have fun in. Um, Lives in London. Lives in London, yeah. Um, I'll tell you a few of his cars are offline because I don't, I, I don't know if he, I don't know how private he, he was forever super private and now he's on Instagram. So I don't really know what's shareable or not. So uh, I'll tell you about that afterwards. But anyway, you can go and find him on Instagram. I, I just mentioned his handle. So he lends Harry this car and Harry being Harry just, just delivers the ultimate Harry's Garage video, which reminded me of his old Evo diary days. Do you remember early harry's videos online so no. when when he was still involved with evo he used to do these evo diaries where he would go off and do basically what he's doing now but for evo and he did the collection of his pagani he did the 509 saa aperta collection with his mate he did the mila Melia and his 550 barquetta and they're just literally harry's garage videos yeah. before they're branded that way but i had that feeling so he walked around the car in his unit and then he took it up up through wales basically and back down and it's kind of the trips that i guess we all dream of like how often do any of us get chucked the keys to a Chiron, let alone a pure sport and said go have fun and put a thousand kilometers on the clock and who cares? And it really surprised me what he said about that car because I think we've spoken about it before. I don't necessarily think of the Chiron as like a driver's car, right? For me, that's a long distance Grand Tourer and the kind of ultimate middle finger if you want to turn up anywhere because it doesn't matter really who you are. If you see a Bugatti badge in this modern age, you're like, success. Yeah. Unlike and, a, you go on. And if you want to launch someone on the motorway and you're in one of them good luck you I mean you can't catch one oh yeah like it, it's it, the the yeah, performance yeah. is still outrageous of course over the last oh god when did Veyron launch 2008 6 6 no, 4 no, yeah 4 bloody hell so ever since then manufacturers have been working to catch up and you've got the likes of Koenigsegg and maybe not so much Pagani but you know LaFerrari P1 lots of things that have come close 
But Shiron is still, I think, the big daddy. Shiron's still the fastest car. I think it's still got the record again. I'm now, sure it, it does, but yeah. I don't want to get into that because someone will tell me some random Koenigsegg on special tyres reached or. No, know, I think this new this new Shiron has. The re- Super Sport, I think. Recently. 330 or Yeah, whatever. broke the record. I think that's the car to beat at the moment. Um, anyway, but I, I always think of it as a long distance car, or as I say, the ultimate FU when you turn up at a restaurant or something like that. So I didn't think it'd be great to attack a, a Welsh B road in, but he is just. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Em- emphatic? Emphatic? Emphatic about it. Now, the Pure Sport's supposed to be the driver's version. It's slightly stiffer, slightly more focused. And you get a slight insight. They do a few clips driving up to, I think he's off to visit a, a garage or something like that, a workshop. But then it's the way he summarises the drive back, which apparently he did, as the so sun was going down, the roads were empty. And he says, one of the best driving experiences, top five driving experiences he's ever had in the UK, in March, through Wales, in a Bugatti Chiron. And... I can kind of understand why, you know, I think, I say for me, that's a halo car. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I, it's a sh- go and watch it, go and watch it. And but I'd like to know your thoughts. I mean, I will, I will go and watch it now you said that, but just sitting in one of them things makes like your hair stand on end. It is just one of them cars, mate. And it's rare, even for me. Um, and I don't really look at them hyper cars because like that one because i can't have one and two like i think sometimes it's a bit of willy waving but that car is like it's a bit like what an enzo is to me like it's just something really really special and i've not driven one i've not been in one why it's been driving but i've sat in one and like it's hair on back of head sort of thing that's it's it's everything you want it to be and expect it to be and yeah. what it should be. You know, that car is a sort of uh, celebration of engineering, modern yeah. day engineering and what is capable. And, what's been, and you look at all these other brands and I say, I know that they are capable, especially on top speed. You know, Koenigsegg's, some Pagani's, if you really want to look at it. Uh, even Ferrari's, Porsche's, everything like that. But what the Volkswagen Group have done with Bugatti and those cars is just perfect engineering. Every, all the details within the car, the way they perform, their capabilities, the abuse they can take, everything. It's just fantastic. And it does it in a bit of style and a bit of comfort as well because I know there might be other cars that are just as just as quick, but I bet they rattle your brain. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that Veyron... Chiron. Uh, Chiron. At 250 mile an hour or however fast you want to be, I bet... Rocks and you could have a conversation in it, you know? I drove, not the pure sport, but I drove the sport, the Chiron sport. I can't, anyway, I drove one in Florida, in Miami, during the world. The terrifying thing about it was, is that you, you go 120 miles an hour and you have no idea. Yeah. It, it is such a non-event in the nicest way. It's yeah. it's a bullet train. Yeah. Um. It's rock solid. Yeah. And as you say, it's loud. It's, it's a proper car, but... But you just, yeah, anyway, it's super impressive. And I was just so pleased. I was so worried he was going to get out and say, actually, out here, it's big. It's a bit cumbersome. I can't use any of the power. I'm currently waiting for the sort of the, the lag-ish to, to go. Like, I just, but he didn't. He, was, he just said it was absolutely incredible and amazing experience and awesome to drive. And it was a great video. And yeah, as I say, just super happy with, the, mm. with the, uh, what he explained. Um, so similar to him doing a big adventure through Wales, I actually just did a big adventure in the R6 up to Scotland. You did, Slightly yeah. Slightly unexpectedly. Supposed to be going up an M5CS. Um, might still be at Harry's uh, garage. I don't really know. <laughs> He's been posting pictures of it. I'm still like, oh, got it. That's where it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, so wasn't planning on taking that, the RS6, but actually 
it was a really interesting experience. So it's for me. Well, there we go. So fuel, let's, let's not talk about it for a second. But I was like, okay, this is the ultimate test for me because it's going to give me a chance to really spend, I'm going to spend three days in this car, big mileage, big usage. Like what's going to be my feeling as I properly get to bond with it. And actually I feel much more enamored with that car than I did before I went. It, uh, at peace with it. Yeah, just like I bonded with it a bit. Yeah. The bit that I think I was getting wrong is I was trying to thrash that car. You know, it's an RS6. I was like, oh yeah. So I, every time I saw B-Road, I was like, yeah, come on, like, let's have it. And I was like, oh, but it's, it's still just big and heavy and a bit lurching, a bit of a boat. And I was like, oh, I don't really get what everyone's singing about. It doesn't feel that fast. And it's just a bit of noise and a lot of fuel being burnt. But actually <laughs> loading it up with fuel, using it for the weekend, sightseeing, cruising around, getting it. I was like, I kind of get you now. It's a jack of all trades car, mate. It sort of does it. It does sort of do everything. Except the Titan Twisties. I'm sorry. I'm just going to yeah, come and say it's, yeah, it's yeah. not comfortable, mate. It's yeah. not comfortable on the Titan Twisties. If I was with you or trying to keep up with some kind of sports, I, I wouldn't be happy. It, yeah. it's, it's a bit nauseating. Yeah. It is at its best cruising. But well, cruising that, fast. That's what an M5 does better than an RS6. I would agree with the, you there. Having the twisty stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. M5CS, I'm sure, is another level, but yeah. M5 competition. Yeah. On the twisty stuff, it's better because I, I, yeah. I've had the chance to do that a few times. And yeah, it's, it's just not that car, the RS6. So yeah. as just a, a wafter, a very fast, very powerful wafter, it's, it is really, really good. But you know what? You know people that buy RS6s? A lot of them uh, used to be Range Rover customers. So they're Range mm. Rover SVR customers and stuff like that. And they're fed up with that product. And they they've gone back to the estate car because SUVs, although as common as they are, some people like a bit of change. And, and, I, and I honestly think that there's quite a lot of people that buy RS6s. And I bet they've had Range Rover Sports in the past and they just want something a bit faster. And quite a lot of people use that car not for what you use it for. You know, they just use it for pottering around and, yeah, they go to their mums down the south coast at some point and they'll go down they'll fill the boot up or they go on a camping holiday in it and and it's got ch- not quite as much room but nearly as much room and it's a bit more cool and it holds its money and it's got something about it but you can have all your family and your dog in it as well so uh, uh, you know I really think that that's what that car's for essentially yeah, I, I would agree with you I mean so the only thing that I had been thinking or analysing during the trip and a few people have commented uh, on, on my video is firstly would the RS4 have actually long, sto- long story short been a better fit for me it, would it have been more dynamic on the Titan Twisties would it have been just as capable in every other area and because the only thing that I look at it is I'm very aware of the mileage I'm doing the RS6 I think inherently because of the value the car was bloody expensive to buy it's expensive to finance and yes they hold their value well and there are plenty of cars on the market so you know advertised at least with big miles and not horrifically less than what i paid who knows what the true values of them are but i am just aware of it i am aware of depreciation in that car probably because of the cost so an rs4 uh half the money 70 grand 70 grand odd would it have would it have been less of a thought for me? Would it? Would I have been more comfortable? Would it have been better at fuel? Would it have been slightly more dynamic? All these different things. And it's a fair point. It's definitely a fair point. But I don't know if it would have felt as special. Well, it it wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't have felt as special. And if you was going to go down to an RS4, I mean, they're not... I don't think they're that dynamically very good either. I mean, if you want a dynamic car, 
you want a BMW? Well, I don't really. You, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really. It was just it was just that I thought the RS6 was going to be dynamically amazing. Yeah, and for its size, it is. But, you know, like, spending 75 or 70,000 quid on an RS4, as good as they are, like, for 50,000 quid, you can have a M340i Touring, which, okay, is not quite as good as an RS4, but it will do... Eight out of ten things yep, that no, the RS four does, mate. So, uh, you know, me personally, as you know, I know you wanted a boot car, but I would have saved thirty thousand quid and bought the M five. I know you would have. Yeah, yeah, I know you would have. Yeah. No, so, I, as I say, like it definitely helped me bond with the RS six. Yeah. I had been wavering a bit, and I've been very vocal about that. I'm still not like, oh yeah, it's a keeper forever because of the finances, but and the fuel. I have to talk about the fuel. The fuel is making it very hard to. To, to live with on a day basis at the moment. But I definitely, definitely feel like I've bonded with it. Um, and the only thing I want to touch on very quickly is that a lot of people continue to suggest chopping it in for a Taycan. Because every time I, you know, moan about the fuel, they go, just go and get a Taycan Cross no Turismo or, or Sport Turismo. Now, I, I do sometimes think of that because I love Porsche and I love the Taycan and uh, full disclosure, as a business, it makes a lot more sense to lease or finance an electric vehicle because you get a lot of benefits from the government for yeah, it. So you it's, do, yeah. it's a th it, in inverted commas, it's cheaper to me as a business yeah. to have a Taycan. But that trip was a prime example, right? So left here at 4 p.m., like, like 5 p.m. or something like that, uh, unexpectedly, had to drive up to Scotland. That was a six and a half or seven hour drive that first day. So that would have, and uh, how many miles was it? 384. So I would have had to have had a charge at least in the Taycan if I was fully charged. I wouldn't have been fully, because the RS6 wasn't fully fueled up. I wasn't expecting to go anywhere. So I maybe would have had to have done a charge and then another charge halfway up. Mm. So that's probably going to have added two hours onto that journey. So that suddenly becomes a, a nine hour drive up to my hotel. At least, mate, as at well, least. by the way, because you can't go quite as quick in an electric car. No, but I'm on the motorway. So just, just the cruise up. Yeah, I'm yeah, sitting, okay. at the, sitting at the speed limit, the cruise up. Let's say, let's say a Taycan on full charge can do 280, 300 miles, let's say. No chance. Well, Two, 250 or 260. No, no, no. no. Like, on a motorway like, cruise? Yeah, like 220. Tops. Okay, my let, friends have got them. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. So, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, definitely a couple of charges. Yeah. So, so that would have made the drive up uh, tough. And then the most important one was the day that I spent sort of off the grid in Scotland because Scotland famously doesn't have a lot of recharge points. And even though we went didn't go that high up, that day would have been a headache because I was out filming properly. I was in the middle of nowhere. I wanted to use a bit of performance. So again, I would have been screwed. We then stayed in a cabin off the grid, so there would have been nowhere to charge overnight. So that would have stressed me out. And then the next day, we had to bomb it straight back down to London, which was another nine-hour drive. So. I would have been stressed about finding somewhere to charge. Got to charge the time it in the cabin. And the, no, I couldn't because it was off the grid. We were an off the grid cabin. Oh, so oh, it, you've it had it. Wouldn't oh, have the ability to charge. So, um, so that's exactly it. So it then would have been an 11 hour drive minimum back down. So like, don't get me wrong. I, I do think about Taycan a lot. And I think this year as things unfold with the cars that are going to be in my garage and the cars that I have use of, swapping the RS6 at some point down the line for a Taycan Cross or Sport Turismo might be an option if I'm just using it as my daily in and around town yeah. because I've got something else that I can use on the longer trips. That that may be happening later this year. We've got to stay tuned on that. But right now, when I've got the 360, an F-Type R convertible, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have the Taycan only because I, I can't really do family trips yeah. in a 360 or the F-Type R convertible. No, no, no. It's, a, it's a bit too much, so... 
Anyway, just a little food for thought. I think it's a proper car, that RS6. It is. I, I'm is definitely real, bonding with it. It's, it's, it's a real great it's just car. the finances of it. Yeah. And the, and the slight fact that it's the ultimate daily that's actually not that good as a daily. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of the fuel and some yeah. other bits and bobs. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We've had a few technical glitches, which I was anxious about, but I think we've somehow- We've got, made it got, through. We've made it through, somehow, fingers crossed. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed it and you're watching here on the YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. Next week, oh. we're going to be discussing a little road trip that you and I are going on. Oh, yeah. yeah because it's are, Easter weekend yeah. and Tony and I are off We're going. into the continent. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be having a, a few stories, I'm sure, to share about that, including whatever car Tony's bringing. Because I'm taking the 360 and he won't tell me what car he's turning are up Are you in. definitely going to take the 360? One million percent. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it, I'd say touch wood because it was sitting in a workshop for three months, uh, you know, which he never likes doing. But I've used it three or four times in the last week and it's been totally fine so touch wood we should be all right well but has your car got enough boot space in case i have to join you there's loads of room in my car mate. great okay loads perfect. of seats there's, there's there is plenty of room in oh my car God, don't I worry don't about what you're <laughs> so yeah, we'll be discussing all of that if you're listening to us on uh, spotify or apple podcast keep uh, following and listening i think you can subscribe on some of those platforms uh, if you want to follow tony he's at tony Grawood car sales on most social media platforms i'm at seen through glass on most social media platforms and yes we'll be back with you for another episode next week bye-bye see ya planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.